Amen. I'm Isaiah Hollis. I'm the lead pastor here at The Power Place. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can go and engage with your world. It's why we exist. It's why we're here. God is moving. He's doing some incredible things. Uh, I was actually honored to be able to go uh, with Pastor Luke and Ashton um, to the bear country of Deep Creek Lake, Maryland. We encountered two different uh, moments where a bear tried to eat us. No lie, we're literally, we, I, Pastor Luke gets a call from Ashton. She's like, there's a bear outside. We all thought it was a joke. We walked out and there was a bear on our neighbor's deck. So we took all the students and chased after it. <laughs> I'm not really sure where the wisdom went. But yeah, anyways, it was so much fun. And, and I watched as these students hungered after God um, and went for God in a way um, that, that we have been praying for God to encounter our students. Um, I came home from that, that week and I felt like the Lord was like, this will be, um, it was something that I had been praying into for a couple months for our students uh, and this camp. Uh, one thing that drives me nuts is that God's encounters stay at camp sometimes. And so one thing that I felt going into this camp was that this would be a foundational camp for students, that it would be a monumental moment that would be carried out throughout the year and beyond. And so God is doing these things in our students. He's doing these things uh, in, our, in our house. And we're believing that God is going to take us to a new level and a new area in him. And I believe, and I, I pray that you would come alongside as we're praying into deeper moments with the Father, um, as we encounter him on a daily basis, not just on a Sunday morning. As we encounter him on a daily basis, the joy of the Lord would come as easy as asking, we would be filled. I sat there and I watched as students were laid out laughing in the, in the Holy Spirit. It was amazing as God's presence just fell um, over these students and leaders. And then I watched as uh, leaders in this house prophesied in and over uh, the students that were at that camp. And I watched how God used words that were given to normal people. God gave words to normal people like you and me, gave words for these students and they invested these words. They submitted these words to these students. And it's amazing to me how these words lined up with where students were. And so don't ever discount yourself from receiving a word from the Lord for somebody else. God is working. He's, he's continuing to move. And so submit yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm here. Your servant is listening. Speak and allow him to speak into you. And what's going on? I believe that we are in a, a moment where we are praying for fresh fire in every area, in every area of this house. I, I have seen uh, visuals. I have seen visions uh, of God lighting this house on fire. Um, and it's come from all the way from the ground up. And it's, it's bursting out of this, the ceiling of this place. And I see not just a housed fire, but I see individual fires that when you leave, you take the fire with you and light your own house on fire. The goal is not just for this house to be a house of fire, but it's for your house to be a house of fire. And so my prayer today is that fresh fire is contagious. Um, today I've, I've entitled this morning fresh fire because I believe what God is doing in this house is not contained to four walls, but it's contagious for this city and for this region. Amen. In Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, 
for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon who? You. And his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Your light comes from him and his fire. When you look at, at the Greek word for fire, it's photia and photia is, it means fire slash light. So when you get into a relationship with God, you carry the light of God and it arises upon you in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, it's like, there it is. Lights awake because I'm awake and I house the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking kind of light today. Some of you, you just lied in the house of God. If you are not a carrier of light, you are not a carrier of his fire. If I walk into a room and you're in it and I feel a heaviness, you're not a carrier of light. You are not living out Isaiah 60 because he cannot be on you when you're walking in and of the world. I was on my way uh, somewhere and I, I got a car wash and I had my children with me this last week and we got a car wash and I knew a storm was coming, but I was trying to steward the moment for, for the moment. Okay. I, I love car washes. Y'all know that about me. And so I, you know, I, I love, I love to steward what God has blessed me with. And so I, I was uh, stewarding, I was in a stewarding moment and I got a car wash and later that afternoon it started to rain and I had, it was just me and London in the car and London looked at me and she goes, dad, why did you get a car wash earlier if you knew it was going to rain and the rain would just wash your car off anyways? And I looked at her and I said, oh, London, ye of little knowledge. I was like, London, did you know that when it rains, it actually dirties your car because it stirs up what's on the ground and now your car is filthy. Don't look at rain as a cleanser because rain will never clean you. It's like going to a touchless water, uh, uh, touchless uh, wash, a car wash. It, it doesn't do anything. Dumb. It's like getting in the shower and not using soap and just holding your hands out underwater and then leaving. You're disgusting. That's gross. And I started to explain to her, if we're going to steward what we have and what God's blessed us with, we're going to have to get in and do some scrubbing. You can't just wait for the rain. If the only time you encounter God is in this house, you have a stewardship problem. If the only time you encounter God's fire is when you're contained in these four walls on a Sunday morning before you get in your car and turn on your hell music and you go home to your environment that's all kinds of crazy. If this is the only time you encounter it, you have a stewardship problem. You are lacking in your stewardship of a relationship with God. How are you stewarding your relationship with God? You know, our value for this week is, is unity. Are you in unity with the Father? Or are you only in unity with the Father on a Sunday morning from 9.30 until 11.30, 12? Is that the only time that you're in unity with the Father? Is when you're in these four walls around these good people, everybody's, you know, going for the same goal. We all want to worship God. We all want to get in, into his fresh fire. Is this the only moment? Because the moment you step out of here, does your life go a little chaotic? 
Are you stewarding the father well? The only time you feel fresh fire being ignited is at church. You have a stewardship problem. You're missing out on what God wants to do. In 2019, 34% of Americans attended a religious service at least once or twice a month. That fell to 31% in 2020 and 28% in 2021 and has carried out over the last three years. That means out of 365 days in the year, they went to about 12 to 24 services in the year. I would love to see you live this year on 24 meals. And I challenge you, if that's what you give to God, I would love for you to give that to your body and see if you can exist. Better yet, I would love to see you try and keep a fire going 365 days out of the year, only being able to stoke it 24 times. And the church is wondering why they cannot hear God. You want to walk around with fotia. And you expect light to follow you, but you don't even give God your Sundays, let alone your weekdays. And this is where the church gets and we get in this, this thing. I don't understand why God won't answer me. I don't understand. Everybody talks about how God speaks to them. You don't get in a moment with God to be able to let him speak to you. You got to get in alignment with him. And when you get into alignment with him, all of a sudden the fire falls and light shone upon you. And as you walk, people are like, oh, I was so confused until you walked in the room and now clarity's here. You just walk in clarity. Everything you do is clarity. And the moment you don't have clarity, you go back to the father because that's your original. That's your go-to. Your go-to is, hey, I'm a little confused here. So I'm going to go back to the father and get some clarity on this. We don't have to have it all figured out. If you have it all figured out, please raise your hand. I would love to meet you. That would be, that'd be my greatest relationship yet. We don't have it figured out. We don't have it all figured out. We don't have to have it all figured out because he does. And so we just get into alignment with him. Yeah. You don't have to have it all figured out as a father. You don't have to have it all figured out as a wife. You don't have to have it all figured out as a husband or a wife. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to have it all figured out. He does. So you just get into alignment with him. Hey, Lord, I'm feeling some resistance. Show me. Hey, Lord, I'm, I'm running into to some walls. Show me. Give me clarity on this. I want to know. I want to I be with you everywhere you are. Show me. Give me clarity. In Ezekiel chapter 8, it says, In the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day, while I was sitting in my house and the elders of Judah were sitting before me, the hand of the sovereign Lord came on me there. I looked and I saw a figure like that of a man from what appeared to be his waist down. He was like fire. And from there up, his appearance was as bright as glowing metal. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and in visions of God, he took me to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. And there before me was the glory of the God of Israel, as in the vision I had seen in the plain. Then he said to me, son of man, look toward the north. So I looked and in the entrance North of the gate of the altar, I saw this idol of jealousy. And he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? 
the utterly detestable things the Israelites are doing here, things that will drive me far from my sanctuary. But you will see, the, you will see things that are even more detestable. Then he brought me to the entrance to the court. I looked and I saw a hole in the wall. He said to me, son of man, now dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked and detestable things they are doing here. So I went in and looked and I saw portrayed all over the walls, all kinds of crawling things and unclean animals and all the idols of Israel. In front of them stood 70 elders of Israel and Jezania, son of Shaphan, was standing among them. Each had a censer in his hand and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising. He said to me, son of man, have you seen what the elders of Israel are doing in the darkness, each at the shrine of his own idol? They say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. Again, he said, you will see them doing things that are even more detestable. Some of you need to write that word down in your notes, detestable, because some of you are actually living, doing some of these things, and it's detestable to God, and he's bringing light to it in this moment. Number 14, then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of the Lord, and I saw women sitting there, mourning the God of Tammuz. He said to me, do you see this, son of man? You will see things that are even more detestable than this. He then brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord. And there at the entrance to the temple between the portico and the altar were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces towards the east. They were bowing down to the sun in the east. He said to me, have you seen this, son of man? Is it a trivial matter for the people of Judah to do the detestable things they are doing here? Must they also fill the land with violence and continually arouse my anger? Look at them putting the branch to their nose. Therefore, I will deal with them in anger. I will not look on them with pity or spare them. Although they shout in my ears, I will not listen to them. And the church wants to continue giving watered down messages and only gain followers through grace and not truth. Truth and conviction have gone in the trash because it's not popular. The church has built comfortable houses all over that don't house God. They house people that are miserable, living waist deep in the world, expecting at some point God is going to move the same way he moved in the Bible, but forgetting they have personally snuffed out that fire. No one ever said it's comfortable being a part of a church that wants to please God, not man. Comfort is the start to a life that is lukewarm. And the Bible warns us about this in Revelation 3.15. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Dangerous when you get comfortable. 
This is why people have no problem coming into God's house, receiving and leaving without giving to God what's his when it comes to tithing, because there is no conviction. Conviction from God's word should happen daily. When it does, humility grows. When humility grows, fresh fire spreads. It says in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Take a, take a breath faster. I will. Do you see this? The detestable things they're doing. Turning away from me and worshiping the sun in the east. Do you see this? The detestable things they're doing. They have turned their backs on me. I just wonder where we are as a church this morning. I wonder where you are as an individual in this house. Are you someone that pleases God? Or are you someone that grieves God's heart? I don't know where you're at this morning. I, I, I believe that God is getting us ready for more. And in the more, it's almost like a family meeting where you sit down. I don't know if you grew up the same way I grew up, but family meetings were important in our house and, and very scary. Very, very, very scary. Very, very scary. Very, very scary. Okay. But in those family meetings, we talked about the meat, the things that needed to be dealt with. And I don't know about you, but I feel this calling to the church to say it's time to rise or else. It's time to rise or else. You want fresh fire. You want to be the light on earth so that God can move through you. But yet we aren't willing to do what God's called us to do. Live separate from the world, detach ourselves from and get away from the things that are detestable to God. So we live in these moments where we're, we're, we're in our comfort zone and saying, oh, please don't push me past this because this is where I'm comfortable. This is, this is where I like to sit. This is where I like to worship. This is how far I like to lift my hands. This is how far I like to live in, in my walk for God. I like to come in, be comfortable on a Sunday morning and go home and be comfortable at home. And you're building a life of comfort. started praying into this about a month ago for today and felt like God started to stir, started to stir this, this, this hunger for fresh fire. And so I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, I, I know, I know that I have a hunger for fresh fire, but Lord, I don't want it to just be a church statement. God, why am I so hungry for fresh fire? And he said, because you're looking at the man with eyes on fire. So no wonder you're hungering for fire because you're hungering for me. You don't just want me to light something in you. You actually want me to reside in you. And when I reside in you, everything you touch lights up. Everything that you touch lights up. You can't control what turns on fire when you are on fire. And when he's housed inside of you and you steward him well, all of a sudden everything you touch is like firecracker, firecracker. Everything's being lit. We become an area where God can move in and through us. 
And I don't know about you, but I want to be just like my father. I don't know about you, but I want to be just like my father. And as I look at my heavenly father and I say, Lord, I want to be more like you than I ever have before. God, I want you to be pleased. And as I do that, as I, as I go, as I, as I seek, God starts to reveal things. He starts to open up doors. He starts to open up windows. And I'm like, oh, I feel, I see, I, I hear in new ways. When you hear God's voice, it's insane. I'm 36 years old, and I have heard the Lord's voice more now than ever before. I felt uh, about three weeks ago to get off social media. And so I, I got off social media, deleted all the apps and everything. And when I got off, I heard the, vo the voice of the Lord immediately, and it has not gone lighter. It's gone thicker every day that's gone by. I'm not telling you I won't ever get back on social media, but for right now, I'm waiting for a prompting of the Lord to say, Lord, you tell me when to get back on, and that's when I'll go. But for right now, Lord, you do the promotion, and I'll just hunger after you. Lord, you do the promotion, and I'll just hunger after you. Some of you live your entire life worrying about what everybody else is posting and worrying about. And so since you've gone so deep in scrolling, your entire life is scrolling. Ooh, since your entire life is around everybody else, God can never speak to you because he would have to speak to somebody else to speak to you. All right, Lord, what are you speaking today? All right, God, what are you speaking today? What do you have for me today, Lord? Oh, that looks like a good one. Never heard of that prophet before, but I'll take that. How do you know that God doesn't want to speak to you? Have you discounted yourself or are you just going through everybody else? God hungers to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. We are so distracted as the church of today, we're so distracted by everything else going on. All God wants is our full attention. And when we give it to him, he speaks over and over and over. I have had so much clarity in the last three weeks. Okay. Like I just want to be real as your pastor. I want to come before you and let you know, I have had so much Jesus revolution, revelation, revolution, revelation in the past three weeks. It's mind boggling. And you know me, I'm not a, ah, oh, I'm telling you with the little I was on social media, I am so cloud free. It's like fasting for your mind. I'm not saying go on a social media fast. If you're going to get off social media, just say I'm getting off social media. A fast is when you cover your mouth. It's the biblical. Okay. That's, that's what it means. But let me encourage you as your pastor, <laughs> hunger for him. Ooh, oh my word. I have watched God show up in amazing ways. There are so many stories I could share with you right now about what God has done just in the past few weeks, just in the past few weeks through clarity, through miracles. And they'll all be released up. It'll come. You'll hear it. Just not yet. I woke up this morning and I looked at my phone before I got out of bed. It was like 
And, and I, I got a text message from one of my pastor friends. And he didn't know what today was going to hold. He didn't know anything. And he said, love you, pastor. Praying today is fire. I was like, confirm. I'll keep you in my corner. Add to the friends list. I pray today is going to be fire. He texted me that last night at 1140. That's why I didn't get it. I'm not like you young bucks. Okay. Oh, what God is doing. I feel a fresh fire being released over this house a hunger for more. In the same way your belly hungers for food and groans when in need of more, I could hear the church groaning for more of God, getting in a posture to receive all that he has. And it's funny because God also confirmed his word through Allie this morning as she talked about the groaning. She didn't know what God spoke to me. All of a sudden she started to feel a groaning. God is just confirming his word over and over again. Uh, I believe that what God is doing is, is getting the church ready to pour. Worship team, you can join me. I feel a fresh fire is being released over Kennett Square, over the power place. I felt a regional pouring, a fresh fire over Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, and Maryland. I felt, yeah, yeah. I felt like what God is doing in this house is, is only contained for so much longer. I believe that what God is getting ready to do in our community will boggle your mind. And I need you as a church to be ready. So what I'm calling the church to do is get on your knees before the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. I'm asking this church to rise in a way that leans into God, leans into his voice and says, Lord, I not only want fire, but I want all of it. I don't want just a little fire. I want all of it. Lord, I, my prayer is that you would ignite things in me that I thought went out years ago. I pray that you would ignite fires from words that were spoken over me 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago when I was a young buck. I pray that those words that I thought went away would be reignited and you would bring life back into fresh anointing. Amen. Stand all over this place.